0: Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary
1: results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Welcome back to Elevate. This is Tyler Chesser, and I'm really thankful to have you here and and I want to welcome Elevate Nation back because we've got a phenomenal show today and we've got a really a great friend and a great leader uh, in the space and beyond, such a dynamic person. and Really, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do here is we are identifying and applying how the best of the best raise the bar professionally and personally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And We say beyond because real estate is a vehicle that can really lead you to abundance financially as well as you know with your time and this is a master class at the end of the day this is for leaders and those who are looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes in real estate investing and ultimately in their lives so i want to welcome evan holiday who is our guest today and evan thank you so much for being here
0: dude so glad to be here thanks for having me man how are you doing today i'm doing well i'm loving life and closing deals I love it, man. Well, let me tell the the
1: listeners a little bit about you and we'll dive into a lot of that and and I'm grateful to have you here. Um, Evan and I have been friends for a few years, but I'll tell you a little bit about him just from a high level here. Evan is a real estate investor and developer with over $176 million and over 1,000 units of multifamily real estate developed. Evan and his team specialize in creating workforce and affordable and mixed use income communities in revitalizing parts of town and utilize tax credits to do this. And I know that they work across many states and are even expanding. So Evan and his team are doing phenomenal work. And Evan, by by the way, I mentioned he's dynamic, right? He is also the host of the top rated business and real estate podcast called Monumental. And his mission is to become a catalyst in the lives of others, helping them set and reach monumental goals. So if that doesn't get you excited and inspired. I don't really know what's going on with you, but it certainly <laughs> does for me. So so Evan, tell me a little bit about, you know, we all we all have this, we all have our bios, right? And it kind of helps people at least understand us from a high level. But if you can fill in the gaps here, like what, what are we missing? Who really is Evan behind the bio? And also if you can just give us maybe a little bit of an elevator pitch beyond that.
0: Yeah, I love it. Man, that's a that's a big question. Uh, so a little bit about me. So I really, I really got into real estate kind of at a young age, kind of by accident. Uh, I, I think it all, for me, it all um, was built around wanting to help other people. So I was actually in college going into the pre-med route where you and I were going to school at University of Louisville. And, um, and I realized quickly I, I hated science. I hated chemistry. I hated math. It was like all these things that didn't add up and then so finally I saw this humongous development on campus, $55 million. I was like, you know what? That, that is me. That is screaming my name. I don't know what it is, but I want to be a part of it. And so I figured out, I found the owner and I basically convinced him by getting a bunch of people to show up to the groundbreaking. Uh, to, to give me a job and, and learn everything from him about development about leasing about retail about tax credits I just learned so much from that first property I was like 19 years old at the time and really didn't know what I loved about it But I just loved that it was like this is a big project. It's making a big difference in the community It's going to completely change the direction of this, you know, the the whole campus the whole community around it I was like I want to be I want to be a part of things that really change the direction of the future of a neighborhood and also for the people living there in the the community around it that it's serving. Like that just got me pumped up. Um, So from a very early age, I knew I wanted to get into real estate uh, from that project, but really like learning my path throughout real estate along the way and starting my own company in college with a modular development company and then taking that and scaling that into working with LDG development now and doing workforce housing, mixed income housing, uh, market rate housing, and being able to like literally change direction of a neighborhood. Um, So that's a little bit of my background. But then also really like my why is is all centered on helping other people and helping massive amounts of people and just making sure they have a better life Um, and being able to like almost verbatim what you said as the intro to, to elevate is that aligns so perfectly with me because it's like, my mission is to not only create real estate for good, but also the creating the financial freedom for others through real estate, uh, through our investors, and through others that I'm helping get into multifamily investing. And then also, it's the you know being able to serve the families that are living at our communities, you know, being able to empower them with financial education, with mindset, with motivation like that all aligns with my why of why am I in real estate why do I do what I do? Why do I care so much? It's because I feel like I have, you know, a purpose to help other people and real estate is my vehicle to help others.
1: So what I've, what I heard from you so many times, and that is like the basis of what you found is that you, at first you wanted to help people and you were thinking, you know what, the best way to do that is is being involved as a medical professional, right? And then you started to realize, well, wait a minute, I, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of the <laughs> science and, and, and some of the, maybe the classwork that you had to, to go through to get there. And you started to become inspired with some other avenues that allowed you to make a big impact, yeah. right? So what other, you know, one or two, or could you say there was a moment or was it the inspiration of seeing that project that really caused you to say, you know what, this is my avenue to make a big impact? Or were there some other, things in your life that really gave you that internal inspiration? Maybe maybe there was a moment in your life where you truly just drew a line in the sand and said, I'm not going to be ordinary. I'm going to be uncommon. What was that? Or maybe was there a process that got you to that point?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me, it was kind of a culmination of things. I, I think my parents really empowered me and, and helped me believe in myself at a young age and believe that I could accomplish whatever I put my mind to. Um, I think having, the, you know, mentors like my parents in my life really opened up my mindset to, to making sure I knew that anything was possible. Um, so I think that was the start of it. But really, I mean, for me, getting into real estate was the first phase. But then the second phase of my, my growth into where I am now is that, you know, I've, in creating our company in college, this modular development company, we were trying to look at, okay, what demographics, what kind of people are we going to help create housing for with our modular development company? Where are we gonna target in the market? And so we, we did a lot of research. We were very new to residential development. And we're like, you know what? There is a big, big need for workforce and affordable housing. And we did a lot of research into it and we actually like, we basically created this like board of directors um, so we had the director of the uh, the director of the housing authority in in Louisville. Uh, we had a an affordable developer, and we also had an affordable housing nonprofit, uh, Family Scholar House, there in Louisville, right on University of Louisville's campus. And just from learning about every aspect of the need for housing and how fundamental that is for a family's well being, and also the future of uh, their their family, like their kids. I mean, if you think about like families that are moving every three to six months because they can't have a stable home, they can't afford a stable home or they can't afford to pay rent, that just has a detrimental effect to these kids and their both their development and their education and their psychology. Like they're literally being hampered by this. So that's what really got me hooked on affordable workforce housing. I was like, man, like we can really make an impact on people if we just provide them good quality and affordable housing all together. And that creates a foundation for everything else. And they can have time to read books and, and educate themselves and spend more money on food instead of having to pay it all towards rent. So that's just really what got me, I don't know, excited about it, energized, pumped up about, you know, aligning my enjoyment of real estate with my passion for helping people and, and being able to do both at the same time. That's awesome, man. I love surrounding
1: myself with people like yourself who are truly good at heart. And you know, they do business not only to make a profit, but they're interested in in helping others. And I think that's a new wave of business really in the world is to be focused on people over profit. And I think it's such a key for our listeners to realize that you know while you're investing in real estate while you're developing yourself and while you're you know developing others around you maybe they're on your inner circle maybe they're your own board of directors but you've also got to be thinking about others who may need some help as well and so I love that and I appreciate your your good natured heart just cuz it seems like that was something that just was inherently within you i mean growing up and obviously another thing that i really took out of that was you know, we as as Elevate Nation, we have got to be thinking about how we're making an impact on other people. Because as we're leading our own lives, we're also influencing other people, whether we're parents or whether we're, you know, friends and family or what have you. But I, I love the fact that you mentioned how your parents always empowered you and they, they were always mentors in your life. So I appreciate you you sharing that with me. And so if you you know let's fast forward a little bit, uh, we're gonna fast forward really towards you know kind of what's going on today. I mean, what what's an example? You know, one of the things that we talk about with Elevate Nation all the time is we're consistently mm-hmm. and persistently raising that bar because we're you know we're we're like it's like what Ed Milette says. You know, we are blissfully dissatisfied. You know, we're we're happy, we're we're living a great life, but we're always consistently raising that bar. So what have you been doing recently? Maybe in the past six months or a year. That you've been consistently because I know for sure you have been doing this, you have been raising the bar massively. so tell tell our listeners what have you been doing on a consistent basis that's really up your game
0: yeah that's that's a great question. I think for me, the biggest thing has just been uh, I think one of the catalysts over the last just the last few months, uh, and you and I have talked about this is like you know having having a coach in my corner has been a game changer a game changer. And I've literally like I went from and I think it started with uh, my girlfriend and I starting to date about five years ago. And she she is a life and business coach. And at first I was like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm successful. I'm a go getter. I don't need a coach. You know, I can I can coach myself. And the more and more it hit me, I was like, you know what, like, everybody I know that's successful. And that's that's where I want to be has a coach, you know, guiding them leading them. And the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I mean, the, you know, Olympians, like NFL players, like all these sports teams, like they have coaches. So why the heck don't I have a coach? And so through talking, even with talking with you and talking with others, it's like, I was like, yeah, I need a coach. So started working with Trevor a few months ago. And that has been a game changer for me because it's just made me, I think the biggest, most Altering thing about having a coach is they help you focus on your why. Um, so I got a hundred percent clear on my why. Like I know my why backwards and forwards now, and that has propelled me to be able to focus, like double down. Like I thought I was focused before, but I feel like I've just I've just ten xed my my focus, my clarity, and where I put my time. Because now I'm like I'm like yeah, I'm gonna work on like every single minute of the day. I want to have planned out in some form or fashion, working towards my goals or utilizing my energy towards, you know, helping others and, and moving the needle forward. So it's like, I, I've just doubled down on everything I've been doing really the last six to 12 months. I've just been pushing for, you know, creating more content on the podcast, um, you know, lining up more deals on the new construction side, uh, finding more partners and investors to work with. Um, you know, really just trying to create something that aligns with with my big why and helping more people um, So I think that's been the biggest thing is cl- clarity on my why and then the second thing is making sure I'm I'm Actually setting aside time to get the things done that I want to get done and also sacrificing like, you know there's a lot of times, you know, you and I've talked it's like weekends or weekends are a lot of times devoted toward the podcast or devoted towards driving deals or devoted towards, you know, coordinating with people and, and pushing projects forward. Like there's a lot of times I've, I'm working the majority of the weekend. I'll take a few hours off, enjoy it with Jeanette or enjoy it with friends. But there's a lot of times where I'm just like, I, I can't stop because I'm, I know what my why is and I'm focused on it. And I, and I just want it so bad.
1: You inspire me so much because you're so purpose-driven, which is like it's it oozes out of your soul. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I think it's such a great thing for us to all continue to remind ourselves is what is our why? You know, what's that big why? And, and continue to ask yourself that on a consistent basis, right? And it's so great to have somebody in your corner who can not only be a lamppost, but someone who's, you know, can help you sort of strategize through exactly what is that? And how can you chunk that down into your daily process, right? And having yeah. a coach is something that has definitely set my business apart as well. And, and being a coach is, is also such a fulfilling process. And you know, it is for both of our coach. Um, so tell me one thing that you mentioned there was, you know, what you've been, you know, you've had to sacrifice a lot to be where you are and to, and to continue to work towards where you're going. So tell me about, you know, some of the things that maybe you've had to say no to, and what are you getting better at saying no to, as well as some other, you know, examples that really can be a great reference for most of Elevate Nation, because we all know that there's 168 hours in the week, but we know that if we're going to get where we want to go, we have to say no, and we also have to sacrifice. So, so give me a few, maybe a couple examples of what you've been getting better at saying no at, as well as some things that you've had to sacrifice specifically.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I love this question because, uh, I feel like people, you know, the, the LA nation should see like a little bit behind the curtain of, you know, what is it like, what is it like to, to, to sacrifice? And so, you know, just to put things in perspective. So, you know, like right now, Jeanette and I, my girlfriend, we, we share a car. We, um, so that, that takes significant amount of coordination between the two of us. So we share a car. We live in a one-bedroom, one-bath apartment here in Nashville. Uh, we, we don't go on vacation almost ever. And the reason I bring this all up is just because it's like we're not only sacrificing our time, but we're also sacrificing our money um, in, in in sacrificing or delaying certain satisfactions so that way we can be investing in coaching, so that way we can be investing in conferences. Like most of my free money goes into Real estate or education—that's where my money goes, and that's where, like, I know that it's going to pay off tenfold. It already has paid off tenfold, and I'm just basically taking those reinvestments and putting the, putting them back into to more real estate because I know the compound effect of real estate, and I know that, you know, this is all part of my journey in creating a bigger impact. So it's like sacrificing our lifestyle and and also sacrificing our time. It's like there's been a lot of times where, you know, I've, I've had friends go to Vegas and I really wanted to join. I hadn't seen these friends in a while. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's going to take away from my time that I have set aside for my business. Um, but I think there is a balancing act in that. I'm not saying to, to just work, work, work 24 7. Like, there's definitely times where on the weekends, like you've probably seen it, you know, going hiking with Jeanette, you know, and we're, we're starting to invite other people to go hiking with us. So we're not only getting out in nature. Um, but we 're we 're getting time away from the business, away from the phone and just enjoying and, and relaxing and kind of meditating out there um, so I, I think it 's a balancing act, but I definitely think that it takes sacrifice in that kind of growing phase, and there is a point too where you can you can mix your your pleasure and your business too like that 's something you and i 've talked about is like masterminding and you know going on retreats and maybe going to a cabin in the Rocky Mountains. And you know, having a group of like five or ten couples, and everybody goes for a long weekend. That way, you can get out in nature, you can enjoy, you can escape, you vacation, and you're masterminding and you're pushing the needle further on your business.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the thing is too, like you are sacrificing for your purpose, so it all goes back to that. I mean, I know, I know for sure because I know you. But that that really is something that has to come through the listeners as well as you know, you guys share a car and you live in a, perhaps a, you know, a smaller apartment and you don't really take a ton of vacations because you're focused on the purpose. And I think if, if you have that mentality, it's not hard to do those things, you know, and it's all about building a life of greatness. You know, if you're, if you're satisfied with the ordinary, then sure. I mean, go ahead and take your vacations whenever you want. And, you know, of course there's a time and place for relaxation and, you know, what I call Lying in the mud, as as uh, you know, a rhinoceros has to lie in the mud a little bit to to recharge the battery, so to speak. And so, you know, I think there is certainly a balance there, which you just just um, you know eloqu- eloquently discussed. But you know, tell me a little bit about um, you know as as you're handling so many things in your life and your business. I mean, you're such a dynamic person. You know, to be able to be successful in so many different things, obviously, you've got to be intentional with your habits. So tell me about, you know, a couple of habits that you've been able to structure within your own life that has created a lot of success for you.
0: Yeah. So I would say the, the biggest thing for me has been my morning routine and, and honestly the probably the number one thing I would say out of that morning routine has been meditating that over the last, I think it's been almost three years now. Um, that I've been meditating in and using mainly Headspace to help me uh, curate those those meditations, and and it's just been it's been a game changer for me because it 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 clears my head and it makes me think about nothing but what is going on in the present time in the moment, and and almost trying to just release any thought from my mind, and it's and it's a lot of times it's impossible to do that, but you know you're always going to have thoughts rolling around, but. But the point is to just be able to let go of the thoughts and not think of another thought and just be right there sitting quiet and enjoying the moment. Um, and that's allowed me to so much lower my stress levels. Cause I used to like, you know, we work on 45, $50 million deals. And, and there's some, sometimes like if I miss a date or a deadline, or if I screw up a number or whatever it is, like little, little changes, can completely screw up a whole project or slow down or stop or be a, a, a huge detriment to the project so i literally like a couple of years ago i literally woke up like multiple times in the middle of the night like sweating and i i was like what the hell is going on like this is weird like why am i so stressed like i was having nightmares about projects going bad like that's crazy I, that should never happen that should never happen to anybody Um, but it, it really wasn't until meditating where I was just able to calm down, like realize that I'm, I'm overthinking things and realize that as long as I do everything by the books, as long as I'm careful with my, with my work and I do things well, then, then everything will be all right. And if something does come up, it comes up and we deal with it. So it's just having that mentality of like, you know, as long as you do your best and push for the best and you surround yourself with the best then then things will work themselves out. And that with meditation has helped me just so much clear my head and not worry as much. I'm way less stressed than I ever was before. And I'm just I I just try to keep this level state and not, you know, not get too excited, not get too nervous, not, you know, just keep myself level and I think that's been so important. So that number one habit has been by far um a big, big one that I advocate for anyone I talk to. I love that. And, you know, one of the, I
1: love this quote by Mark Twain, and I'll probably butcher this, but he says, you know, I'm an old man who's known many worries throughout my life that never happened or never occurred. And that's the other thing too, is that, yes, your mind is certainly looking for problems to solve constantly. And so you have to, once you become one with that thought and you you learn to allow that saboteur to just kind of take a backseat, and not let it be driving the bus. It's such an amazing transformation. And I really appreciate you sharing that with me. And the other thing that you mentioned there, which is a concept that I learned about a few years ago called equanimity. You know, you never never really let yourself get too low or too high. And when things come, you expect the unexpected. And the other thing that I love that you talked about was your morning routine. Another thing that I noticed from so many of our you know, mentors or people that we really respect is that they bulletproof their own soul through what they do in their mornings. And, you know, I think a book that you and I both love is The 5 AM Club by Robin Sharma. And really, there's a strategy behind this. And it's so much fun to, to, to see how that compounds over over such a, you know, period of time over consistent, uh, yeah. consistent and persistent. And it's, that's, that's all what, <laughs> that's what Elevate is all about. So, um, so tell me, you know, With that mind, uh, with that thought in mind, you know, who are your role models? I mean, who do you model? Because success leaves clues, right? Who do you model yourself after?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So actually, Robin Sharma is one of them. (laughs) So I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, Yeah, it's really like it's people like Robin Sharma. Richard Branson is another one. Because I I love how like Richard Branson literally created multiple avenues uh, of businesses that are all you know. Basically, he sets them up, and then they're self-running after that point. And then after afterwards, they're all aligned in the same mission of just creating a better experience for people. Um, so I, I I highly admire Richard Branson, Grant Cardone. Obviously, he's a huge role model for me as far as real estate, negotiating, creating that Cardone Empire. Um, and then people like Oprah Winfrey. I mean, she is just a boss lady. Like. She has created a whole empire and created her name as like just one that resonates with helping people and serving a higher purpose. Uh, And that's exactly the kind of, you know, mentality I wanna have in in helping others. And then even people like like Mahatma Gandhi, like that guy was amazing, like way ahead of his time and leading this charge of people just by, you know, being nonviolent. And it was funny, my mom, you know, back when I was like nine or 10 years old, they, uh, to, to encourage us to read more, um, she would basically say, you know, if you do a book report uh, on whatever book you choose, then we'll go to the water park. And so I picked Mahatma Gandhi and did a whole book report like when I was nine years old. So ever since then, I've just like been obsessed with Mahatma Gandhi and just his ability to, to you know, basically create a, a crowd movement um, and and get the freedom of India through it. So it's just people like that that are able to like massively change the direction of the, of the universe. I think it's just those people are powerful and that that's the kind of people I admire.
1: Well, and you're, you know, you are the type of guy that is a role model yourself. So I think it's such a great, you know, nugget for our listeners to realize is that not only do you have access to so many of the people that Evan just talked about, we can all read a book, you know, that maybe Mahatma Gandhi wrote himself or, you know, was written about him, his biography, or any of these other great people, whether it's Oprah or Richard Branson. I mean, there's so many others that you can access as a role model, not only someone that you may or may not know, but someone that you look up to, in addition to becoming that role model yourself. And also, I think it's great to have role models that are directly within your own life. And it really reminds me of, you know, you are the five, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with the beautiful thing about our society today is that we can spend time with people who may not be in direct proximity to each other. Like you and I, we're not in the same city right now. We both have coaches that are not even in the same country as us right now. And so it's such an amazing um, resource that we all have. We've got to take advantage of this time and elevate our lives. So, um, you know, with that, what, tell me about some, uh, some investments that you've made in yourself Um, recently. I know you mentioned coaching, what other, you mentioned that you go to a lot of conferences and educational events. Is there any really kind of un, maybe unexpected investment that's paid off massively for you recently?
0: Uh, that's a great question. I would say this may be like a, not your typical answer, but um, I would say investing in VAs has been huge for the podcast. Uh And the reason why this is a a, such an amazing investment is because it clears up my calendar. You know, even if it's just a few hours a week that I don't have to put into the podcast, that's huge because now that takes away the deadline that takes away the stress of thinking about the podcast, like all that, you know, you, you work on it for an hour, but you think, think about it for two hours, you know, your mind's always churning. So just not having to think about my podcast behind the scenes as much, has been a huge help for me, uh, and it really hasn't been that significant of an investment. Um, I'd say that is one and then um, yeah, I would just say any real estate conference, um, you know we're you know we both did Joe Fairless's best ever. that was huge. I'm still following up and connecting with people uh, and creating great friends from that. Um, and then also another one that I think is huge is I just started a meetup. So I just bought, I was like, I was like thinking about it. I was like, I travel a lot. Should I create a meetup? I was like, you know what? Just click the buy button. So I bought the meetup. And, uh, and so, you know, next month we're going to have our first meetup here in Nashville, a multifamily meetup and, and do, uh, we're going to have Jake from Jake and Gino come and speak. So really excited about that. But that, that's something where I was like, you know what? Like, don't think about it. Just do it and invest and create something that is going to bring value to other people.
1: That's so cool. So a couple things there, you mentioned you've invested in VAs, which I know a lot of our listeners are going to be intrigued about. But I love the thought around, you know, I heard this recently, it was like, you can, when you have anything on your plate, you can either do it, you can delegate it, you can delay it, or you can dump it, you know. And so there's always that decision making process with any project. And there's a lot of tasks that we have on our plate that may or may not be at our you know, value range, right? And there's always someone who's looking for an opportunity. So I think, you know, never, I, I I had this hesitation for a long time to outsource a lot of my work. So I love to see that you are outsourcing work, and you're optimizing your own time in different ways. And I love the fact that you just said, you know what, let's just do it. I don't know what's going to happen in this meetup, you know, but let's just go ahead and go after it. Because that's the other thing, too, is like you have to take a leap of faith. I mean, every a lot of the things that we do, at first, we don't we're not the expert at it. You know, we have to build that expertise and, and that only comes through stepping out of your comfort zone. So, um, so I love that. And you know, the other thing too, is like, we learn, certainly we learn in our neural pathways from success. Right. But we also learn maybe what not to do from failure. So if you, what, what sort of failures have you had, you know, that you can speak to maybe that's happened to you in your past that have, has at one time felt like hugely detrimental but then it set you up for later success?
0: Um, I would say one of the biggest ones is I applied for a Fulbright scholarship coming out of college and I was so dead set on getting that. Like I had my heart poured into that application. Like I wanted that so bad and I was going to do real estate, sustainable real estate development and study at a university in Sweden. And I was so pumped about it, but I ended up not getting it. I ended up getting waitlisted and didn't end up making it. And I was in the moment, I was so bummed, but, you know, come to see how things turned out, it it turned out pretty well for me. And, you know, in the end, I ended up meeting my girlfriend because I stayed in the U.S. And I ended up being able to create over a thousand units of workforce and affordable housing. So I I think that like, you know, in the moment I was so bummed out, but come to see how things turn out is like, I got to, you know, learn from uh, the leaders at LDG and, and, and they had, you know, combined probably a hundred years' experience in real estate, and and I got to basically just learn, soak in so much knowledge from these guys that have done thousands of units, and now I've been able to do over a thousand units. Um, so being able to to basically take that like straight out of college, like what I thought was a, a such a bummer, and turn that into you know living what I what I now see as my my purposeful life is has been a huge win in the end.
1: Well, it's like what Tony Robbins says is life happens for you and not to you, you know, and I think that's a great reminder because we all face setbacks, and there's so many things that in the moment it feels like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this didn't happen for me, but it takes time for that to you know metastasize in your life to show you that you know what that's happening for a reason, and if you knew the whole story right now, you'd get impatient, but it's a journey, it's an adventure, so um, I appreciate you sharing that with us and Um, you know, tell me one thing along the lines of when you're achieving goals, I mean, you're going to have setbacks like we were just talking about. So what are some goals that you're persistently and consistently raising the bar to reach right now? What are, tell me, you know, one or two maybe really inspiring goals that you're, that you're chasing right now.
0: Yeah, I would say, uh, one of the biggest ones is trying to close another 300 units by the end of the year. Um, and then, really just pushing, trying to push the needle on closing more deals and setting up systems to like we said, like outsource and empower other people. Um, because that's something that I've realized is like, I, as much as I, I desire to, to control things and as much as I, I, you know, it's kind of one of those like, you know, if I do it, it'll get done type of mentality. I've need, I've had to let go of that because I'm realizing I'm like, the quicker I let go of a task, and empower somebody else to do it themselves and teach them the right way to do it from the beginning, the quicker I can move on to bigger goals and bigger targets. Um, So that's been something I've really been trying to work on is, is hiring and building out that team to be able to support me. So, so I can work on my, you know, my zone of genius and work on my really, my like top one or two things that I'm the best at. And I know like I'm, I can do that better than almost anybody else. And and that's where I need to be focusing. And some of this, you know, this light green time, as we call it, um, you know, this time that helps, but it doesn't really move the needle too much as far as making a big difference toward my goals. That's what I'm striving to to surround my team with. So that's, that's one, one goal. And then the other goal that I'm really striving for right now is trying to get um, trying to get the podcast in the top five business podcasts. So really trying to push the needle. And the way that I've, the two things that I've done to really help make that happen is one, try to put out more content. So we went from one episode a week to three episodes a week. And on top of that, getting bigger name guests and just pushing the needle every week as far as the, the, the level of guests that we're getting on. So we recently had on David Meltzer Uh, We recently had on Elena Cardone um, and really just trying to push that even higher and higher and get some of the people that are already in the top five, in the top 10 on the podcast and get them on the podcast on Monumental so I can share their story and thus elevate Monumental. See what I did there? I love it. Absolutely, I love it,
1: man. Um, if you haven't checked out Monumental, you have got to go do that right now. Check them out on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can listen to podcasts. It is a phenomenal show. I was blessed to be on the show, um, you know, last year, and it was a lot of yeah. fun.
0: And, and Tyler was absolutely- one of our. He was one of our most uh, listened to episodes. So shout out to Tyler for that. I appreciate that.
1: One thing I loved about what you told me about your goals there is that you you broke them out. I think you did this inherently, but you broke them out into subcategory goals because you've got all right. Hey, look, I want to I want to acquire you know three hundred. We want to develop three hundred more units by the end of this year, and here's exactly how we're going to outsource certain tasks. You know, I'm going to work in my zone of genius, which requires so much awareness. I think that is something that would come from a consistent practice of meditation, and you know output through journaling and just listening to yourself that's amazing and also you know you're talking about becoming a top 5 business podcast i mean there are hundreds of thousands of shows out there and that is yeah. a massive that is a monumental goal <laughs> if there was one and you know you you broke it out to say look Here's exactly what we're doing. So I think it's a great thing for the listeners to remember is that, look, if, you, if you've if you got a goal, you have got to get specific on how you're going to get there and what kind of actions are you going to take on a consistent basis to raise that bar to get to that point. And also think big. I mean, my gosh, I mean, look at Evan's thinking big and and I know for sure he's got many other goals and I appreciate you letting us look behind the curtain, as you mentioned earlier there. So uh, from that, we're going to move into our sort of rapid fire section here. And what we call it is the rare air questionnaire. And the reason why we call it that is because if you're going to consistently elevate your life, you're going to get to that point that, that that spot on the mountain where the air is rare, there's not many people who make it there, it's tough, your legs are tired, you know, things are, you know, things are happening to where it, it causes you want to stop, you know, but But when you get there, I mean, I think that this is, this is really where the best of the best are and they separate themselves. So Mm -hmm. this is where we want to dive into our our rapid fire. And so first question I have for you is what is the most impactful book you have ever read and why?
0: Oh man. Um, I think the two for me, the two that come to mind, I'm going to break the rules and give two books, uh, grow rich. And 10X Rule. Uh, those two books have, and they're, they're books that I actually, I give out to people all the time. Uh, like I have like 10 copies of both of those books and a f- even a few other books um, that I, I consistently just give out because I feel like that's the best gift you can give somebody. Um, but Think and Grow Rich, it just like, when I read it, I actually was gifted it by my aunt and uncle. And it it, it took me like three years after I got gifted it to actually read it. And I just think back like, man, if I would have read that three years ago, I could have gotten started on this three years ago. But but the point is, it's 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 such a powerful book because it opens you up to the mindset of, hey, I can I can attract things to my life. And if I if I work consistently, persistently in the same direction over time, my goals are going to be fulfilled. And, and it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy if you can put in the energy to moving the needle in that direction. So that was a huge eye opener for me. And then 10 X rule kind of the same thing is just saying consistent, persistent action and doing way more than you even thought was possible. It just breaks down limiting beliefs and it just shows you that like all of your limiting beliefs are, are, even your limiting beliefs have limiting beliefs. Like it's crazy. It's like even once you say, Oh, I can do bigger than that. It's like, well, take that and go even bigger than that. It's like, it just, it helps you think at a whole nother level. Um, so that's really like, that's helped me just make monumental goals. Uh, because I was like, Oh, you know, I can do bigger than that. Like I just need to, to take more action. That's all. I just, if I, if I put in the time and the energy and the effort, then I can, I can fulfill a bigger, a bigger goal. So those two books highly recommend. That's awesome. And I love how
1: both of those books complement each other because it's like, you know, the planting the seeds in your own mind. And I mean, if you haven't read Think and Grow Rich, you have got to go get that book like immediately. It is a game changer. And you're planting those seeds, you're setting a course of action towards attaining exactly what you want. But then also combining that with thinking 10 times bigger. Because the thing is, a lot of our minds are, you know, we're conditioned based on our own environment, right? And it's like, you know, what we see is what we believe is possible, but if you start to stretch your mind and you also follow the process that Napoleon Hill talks about, you want to talk about elevating your life, that is exactly, uh, that yeah. is exactly the process, so I love that. So um, what's the biggest life, I, I know that uh, you talked about a couple of things earlier in terms of your own habits, but outside of meditation and your morning routine, what's the biggest way you elevate your own life on a daily basis?
0: That, that's a good question. The way I elevate my life on a daily basis, um, I would say just making sure that I'm getting two to three things done every day that I really want to get done that day. Um, And you know, it's not a win every day. It's kind of like what what Andy Frisella says is like, you know, you you get your your hit list done uh, and you make sure you get that done before anything else. And that, I think that focus, really, really honing in on that. Whenever I do get that list done, my day just feels so much better. And then anything I get done on top of that is just gravy. You know, it's like, oh, well, not only did I get my top goals done, but I really moved the needle on three other things. And so I think that's just a huge day, um, a huge thing. And And then the other thing, too, is and something my coach, our coach has helped me on is, um is really planning out my day by blocking out time like we talked about earlier like scheduling time for certain things that i want to get done because i've just noticed if i don't have it in my schedule nine times out of ten i'm not going to spend you know uh conscious concerted like energy focused on getting that task done or that goal done um so i think those two things creating you know a top three And then scheduling out time to get those top three done has been really helped me elevate my game.
1: Yeah. And along the lines of what you were just describing, you know, Andy Frisella talks about the power list and it's about, you know, accomplishing five, you know, key tasks that are going to move you closer towards your goals. Right. And it's all about winning the day. If you can win the day, you know, you can win, you know, a couple of days in a row, then you create some momentum. If you win a week, then you've created even more momentum which then is yeah. going to give you more likely to win the next week and that month. And then that quarter and that year, next thing, you know, you've won a decade and you are really, you've really elevated your results in a monumental way. You see what I did there? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so how, how do you, I mean, you, you have talked about some other things that are really inspiring because you're such a purpose driven person. Um, tell me other than, you know what you're doing as far as developing affordable housing, um, and you're helping so many families there, um, you know, get a leg up in, in society. What else do you do to elevate others around you?
0: Uh, I would say that there's a, few, there's a few things I do. But one of the things that um, I've done recently is really is, is twofold. So I used to be involved back when I lived in Louisville, used to be involved with a group that helped. Um, high school and middle school kids start businesses. It was, it was somewhat like Junior Achievement, uh, but a little different in that, you know, we would actually help them. They would legitimately start this business and get it up and running and then would have a whole pitch competition at the end. And so there were kids that I, I would coach through this program. By the end of it, you know, it's just, you see their confidence change, you see their mindset change. They're like, oh, you know, I can really have something running that is all my own and I'm only 14 years old. You know, that's that's hugely powerful Um, and also like completely changes their mindset at a young age to say, hey, I can achieve anything. I can do anything. Um, So that's been that's been phenomenal. That's been a lot of fun for me. Um, So that was one thing that I had done in Louisville. The other thing, too, is just helping people right now um, both get into their first multifamily investment been helping friends and, and different people along their journey and then also helping people with their podcast. That's something I've realized. I didn't even realize that I was like, "Oh, I guess I do know quite a bit about podcasting now that I've done it for a year," and just trying to help other people on their journey because I think podcasting is like hands down one of the best ways to create, you know, your thought leadership platform, get your name out there, and also connect and and grow. Like, you know, the episode that I just put out recently is like, you can grow so much, and you can also help other people grow and you can connect with people that you would never be able to connect with just by being a podcast host.
1: Absolutely. And it's been a lot of fun, and I want to thank you uh, on the airwaves here for helping me get this show up up and started. So if anybody else who's listening is interested in Evan's help on any of what he just mentioned, you have the opportunity of reaching out to him. And um, he also has a special offer, and we can also share or contact uh, details in terms of where you can follow him and where you can find him online. So if you want to share that to the listeners.
0: Yeah, sure. So if, if listeners are interested in getting help, either, um, you know, diving into, to how they can get into multifamily investing, or like we said, like starting a podcast, I love helping people in both those spaces, um, both getting into real estate because it leads to financial freedom. And then the biggest thing is like real estate investing, real estate for financial freedom leads to allowing you to unlock so much time that you can then put back and help other people. So it's like real estate for impact. So that I'm just really passionate about that and passionate about podcasting and helping people get that started.
1: Absolutely. So Evan is offering a free 45 minute call to any of our elevate listeners. If you would like to take advantage of that, I highly would recommend that. And where can we find you on social media?
0: Yes. So everything is at Evan Holiday, uh, spelled E-V-A-N-H-O-L-L-A-D-A-Y. I'm highly active on Instagram. So check me out there. Send me a DM. Let's connect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Evan is, is a great soul. He is somebody who leads with a giving heart, which I always appreciate. And so I really appreciate you being on the show today. And, you know, the biggest thing here for Elevate Nation is to remember that repetition is key. You know, what we talked about today, implement that into your own life and take massive action on what you learned. Not only that, but listen to the show again. Take notes. I mean, we, this is a master class because we've got a master, you know, who's joined us here. So, uh, Evan, I want to thank you again and I uh, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll look forward to
0: talking to you again soon. Yes, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you, sir.